Let us pray. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. Lord, we give you all of the praise and the glory. Thank you for all the amazing, beautiful, wonderful, marvelous work, miraculous works that you have done and you continue to perfect in our lives. Thank you, Father. It could only be in your grace that has seen us through so far that have you took us up in your by your own hands and you're walking us step by step back to the fullness of what you've always intended for us, which is life in abundance, which is life in eternity, which is life in immortality. Thank you, precious Father, because this work you began in our lives. We are confident to come to where you want us to be because you are faithful, even in our own unfaithfulness. Father, you are faithful to hold us, to keep us going until you bring us to your perfect intended purpose for us. We give you all of the praise and all of the glory. Thank you for our righteousness. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for miracles every day. Thank you for greater things, wonderful things, glorious things, awesome things, marvelous things, beautiful things, miraculous things are coming our way all the time. Thank you. Our daily living is surrounded by blessings of miracles. Whatever we touch, whatever we look, good things come our way. We give you all of the praise because all creation conspires to walk in our favor and to work for us for that is their reason for existence thank you precious father we give you all of the praise and all of the glory thank you for maturing us thank you for retraining us father thank you for helping us to see our face as it was supposed to be from the very divine origin Thank you, Lord, because only you could have done this. We give you all of the praise and all of the glory. And everyone who prayed with me this morning will say aloud, Amen and Amen and Amen. Good morning to you, my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord. Of course, is your brother, Pastor Chida Jacob. And here this morning to share with us or to fellowship with us in our fellowship with the word the breaking of bread for sons don't forget the message father gives to us is message meant for sons even jesus looked at his disciples at the conclusion of his physical earthly ministry he looks at them and he says i no longer speak to you as slaves I speak to you as brethren, my brothers, he calls them. When he rose from the dead, he said, go tell my brothers that I have risen. Why did Jesus say that? He said, because a slave does not know what his master does. Unfortunately, today, many more believers are relating with God from that concept, from that idea, from as outsiders, as slaves who must be intimidated, coerced, harassed or manipulated to walk in the ways of the Lord. When you mature to the place of a son, everything becomes a flow just like our father has always wanted. Amen and amen. And this morning, if you remember, we were dealing with Psalms chapter number one and we will continue so we'll tidy up the Psalms. Now, before I go to the Psalms this morning, I just want us to 
take just calm down sometimes when you stay quiet and and allow the holy spirit he takes you in a journey that just makes this whole thing clearer and clearer now if you have followed this teaching consistently you will notice that nothing is becoming harder no everything is becoming easier more simpler easier to understand bringing us back to where god always wanted us to be we began from the place of of complexity of confusion didn't know whether we are safe didn't know whether we are righteous didn't understand what faith was didn't understand all of this we are so confused because a lot has been said to us and now one level at a time god began to bring clarity and after that we began to deal with how to taste these things. If I'm a righteous man, then I have to live in the reality of the righteousness. Praise God. If I have the Holy Ghost, it has to be real to me in my everyday life. And that's exactly what we've been dealing with in the past weeks. How does this world become my living reality? We say everything has been done absolutely true but how do i walk in the reality of it praise god that's what we've been dealing with so this morning let's just pause and just think a little bit think about it if man never received the knowledge of good and evil don't forget problem started every problem we see began because not that man physically did anything wrong no, it began because man received the knowledge. Don't forget, it's a knowledge, knowledge of good and evil. That's where all the problem began. The knowledge of good and evil produced sin and then sin produced death. For those of us who just joined the fellowship, don't forget that Adam and Eve did not commit any of the sins on your list of sins. They did not kill, they did not murder, they did not fornicate, they did not commit adultery, they did not lie, they did not envy, they did not jealous anybody, they did not even insult God. So what was it that was sinful they did? It was that they received a knowledge. Don't forget, that knowledge corrupted their nature. Their tree became corrupted. Don't forget, if the tree is good, the fruit thereof will be good. That knowledge of good, always remember that there was good in it. That knowledge of good and evil corrupted their nature and then every other problem started from there. Don't forget that. That knowledge corrupted their nature. Instead of them being above, they became under. So when they received that knowledge, what was it that changed? Don't forget, I've mentioned this before. It's not like when they received the knowledge, they, they fell down and died. No, they still lived hundreds of years. But what happened is that once they received that knowledge, it changed their thoughts, beloved. It changed their thoughts towards God. It changed their mind towards God. It changed the way they saw God. Now, suddenly, listen to this. Without doing anything physically wrong, they saw themselves as inadequate before God. When they heard that God was coming, they ran away. Even at that point, they have not killed anybody. They didn't smoke Igbo. They didn't do Yahoo Yahoo. They didn't commit adultery. They didn't do anything physically wrong. But once they received the knowledge, that knowledge corrupted their mind. The way they thought about God changed. 
And when they heard that God was coming, they simply ran the opposite direction. Adam spoke those words that is still keeping men today. He said, when I heard you coming, I was afraid and I went to hide because I am naked. Now, listen to what God asked them. God didn't say, did you do anything wrong? He said, who told you? So it was about telling. Don't forget, it was a body of knowledge that corrupted them. And corruption came because when that knowledge came, then the way they thought about creation changed. The way they thought about God changed. Now, that corrupted nature began to produce things that makes man keeps being depreciated. Beloved, I have said all this to bring you back to what we've been talking about. The only way to fix man is to change what that man eats. Instead of the knowledge of good and evil, man must consistently receive the knowledge of Christ because that is the tree of life. Now, let's pause. Think about this. If they never received of that knowledge, how would their mind operate? What would they be thinking about? For example, the word like death would have never ever existed in their vocabulary. Don't forget, beloved, perception creates reality. Don't forget that. Perception creates reality. If they never ever ever received that knowledge, they wouldn't have known what fear was. Don't forget about that. If they never received that knowledge, they wouldn't have resorted to self-efforts to help themselves, to get themselves better before God, which is exactly what religion does. Don't forget, Adam and Eve running away to go and look for something to cover themselves is religion right there. They ran away. They thought they were not good enough for God. God wouldn't like them again. So they went to try to make themselves ready. Unfortunately, they took a fig tree which was like a temporary measure to fix an eternal problem. Again, that's exactly what religion does. Religion tells you, fix your character, do good before God. And then when you finish all that, God will love you and come to bless you. That's exactly what Adam and Eve did there. And don't forget, how did they do it? Because they received a knowledge that made them to see that they are not good before God. They have not done enough for God. They have not served God well enough. They have not given to God well enough. Then they resorted to self-efforts. Beloved, now, I have said all this to prepare your mind to think correctly. If they never received that knowledge, what would have been the thoughts of their mind? It would be the thoughts of life. It would be the thought of amazing things. Nothing bad would have ever crossed their mind. Today, the only way to fix man permanently, which is what the Bible says in every way. Our brother, the Apostle Paul, told the Philippians, fix your thoughts on everything that is good, that is glorious, that is wonderful, that is miraculous. In other words, fix your thoughts on things that has life and brings forth life. Praise God. Brother James, the apostle, also gave the similar counsel. He said to gaze continually on the law of liberty. Praise God. Amen and amen. And since this week, 
I've been reading Psalms chapter 1 amazingly, wonderfully. You think it's out of place that the first book of Psalm opens with telling us to feed consistently on the tree of life, meditating therein day or night. Why is that important? Why is that the way? Beloved, I know it doesn't matter whatever denomination you belong. The thing is this. This is the way God permanently fixes us. This is the way we come into the fullness of the reality of everything that he has done. It is not in religious activities, beloved. It is in changing our mind. Wouldn't it make sense now why the message Jesus consistently preached was this? Repent for the kingdom is at hand. What is repent? Change your mind. What does the Holy Ghost do? He brings us the light of Christ so that we can change our mind, so that our mind will be completely purged of everything that creates problems for us. Beloved, this is why if you understand what I just said now, your highest priority over every other thing will be the word of God. And when I say the word of God, it's not because a man is reading from the Bible. No, don't forget, the word of God is the message about Christ. Christ is the word of God. If the teaching is not about Christ, what he has done, who we are, and what we can do because of what he has done, then it is not the word of God. Don't forget, John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. Don't forget, John chapter 1 is an explanation of Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was void, full of darkness, without any shape. And then God said, let there be. Don't forget, that let there be, that brought light, is a manifestation of Christ. So, if that world is not Christ, then it is not the word of God. Because, don't forget, even in the garden, it was this word that they missed. Don't forget, instead of the knowledge of life, instead of the knowledge that was contained in the tree of life, they ate the opposite one. What was the opposite one? The knowledge of good and evil. Friend, don't forget, it is from that knowledge that sickness came. It is from that knowledge that depreciates man. It is that knowledge that disconnects man from the spirit of God because his mind is not working in the opposite. Beloved, like I said, you can see that God is simplifying these things for us to tell us where our focus is. Now, this is why when you read Psalms chapter 1, it says this, what delight, he says, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways. Don't forget, following God's ways here, as you will read below, talks about what kind of tree that you are eating from. Now, what does it mean to be delightful about something? To be delightful is to have pleasure. To be delightful is happiness, is joy, is gladness, is amusement. Now, does it make sense to you when I say to you, anytime you receive a word that terrifies you, that makes you feel like you're not good enough, it can never ever be from the Spirit of God, no matter who says it. You know why? This is why it's called the good news. When you hear the good news, it's pleasurable. 
It's, it brings happiness. It brings joy. It brings glory into your heart. Nobody hears if you don't pay your tithe, you are going to be cursed. And then that person takes pleasure. And then that person is happy. And then that person is joyful about it. No, it never happens. When you hear somebody say to you, if you don't pay your tithe, you are going to hell. That message, nobody will ever take pleasure in that message. Praise God. And then you hear those ignorant folks who try to mock us. They say, look at them. All the message they preach is happy, happy, happy. Beloved, who hears good news and is not excited? If you hear who you are in Christ, begin to see who you are in Christ, you take delight in the word. Now, please pay attention. The word of God is no longer a struggle. If a man wakes you up in the morning, every morning to tell you who you are, how good you are in Christ, how perfect you are, all the good things you are, why wouldn't you take pleasure in it? Beloved, the challenge is where you think the solution for your problem is. Until you understand that the solution to every problem you and I have, the solution to everything that you are trying to solve is found in the word of God, then you will lift it up above every other thing. You will pay more attention to what you eat. You will take time to listen and to go and check. This is no longer about, I belong to this denomination. Oh, my pastor is so and so. No, where you focus is trying to understand whether what you hear is from the tree of life. That means the revelation of Christ or you are hearing religious talk. Again, what is this word supposed to do for us? That's what brother James explained. James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25. I know I'm out of time, so I will read more of these scriptures again tomorrow. James chapter 1 verses 22 to 25 tells us that, that the word of God, which is Christ, is where we discover our original faith. It is in the word of God, which is Christ. That means when we look into the face of Christ, we now see our divine origin. We see who we were meant to be. We see the wisdom of God from the beginning. We see exactly how God made us as against how situation has conditioned you, how environment has bent you, how situation has bent you out of shape, as opposed to the you that religion has created, as opposed to the you that is so much limited now because fear has bent you out of shape. Beloved, the only way the deliverance comes, the eternal deliverance, the deliverance that keeps delivering, is that you look into the face of Christ to see your divine origin, to understand what you were supposed to be from the beginning. And in understanding that, Brother James the Apostle now says, we continue to gaze upon his face. No wonder the writer of Hebrews says, looking unto Jesus the author, that means the one who designed your faith and don't forget the one who also perfected that same faith. Praise God. No wonder brother Paul, the apostle, will not say fix your thought, screw your thoughts down, keep it always on things that are glorious. And the psalmist says the man who prospers, 
The man who is ever prosperous, praise God. The man who is ever doing well, the man who prospers in all that he does, which was what I was going to read this morning, is the man who delights, who is joyful, who is super excited, who has gladness, who is charged up by what? Meditating day and night on the world of I am. That means on the revelation of Christ. Praise God. Beloved, let me round up this morning by telling you this. And this is not a cliche. This is not trying to motivate you. No, this is the reality. Our relationship with God can be so tangible that sometimes you are so full of his energy and presence, you don't know what to do with it. God does not single out individuals to give them such experience. No, what is keeping you and I down is what is presently in our mind and thoughts. Don't forget, it was the knowledge of good and evil that produced those, those thoughts, that produced the condition of the mind, and then the word of man began to change. The only way to fix you and I permanently, where we keep going from one level of glory to another, is to allow the word of God, which of course the tree of life, who, which is who? Christ, the revelation of Christ, where we see our original face becomes what consumes our thought. I shared this consistently last week. I gave them an assignment and I said it on Sunday. If you want to see where you're going to, if you want to understand the cause of a lot of the issues you are dealing with, try to catch your thoughts. Like a fisherman, take a net and stand and try to catch your thoughts, put them on the table and see what they look like. Especially those thoughts that comes out of you when you are not thinking or you are thinking something else, but other thoughts are coming in as if they came from nowhere. Grab those thoughts, put them on the table and see what they look like. You will discover where you are having issues and this can cover any area of our life. Praise God. Don't forget, beloved, where did the problem start? Knowledge of good and evil changed man's thoughts, changed the man's language, and then changed that man's reality. To fix it is the same way. We go back to eat consistently of the tree of life. It changes my thoughts. It changes my mind. It changes my language. It changes my perception. That perception creates my reality. Praise God. Amen and amen. I've gone a little further this morning. So let me stop here and I will come back to you again tomorrow by the grace of God. Please have a very wonderful week enjoying the mercies and the kindness of our Father that is abundantly new every morning. And please don't forget that this morning you have been served. Shalom.